by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name is Armando, aka Hot Take Mondo, and today is a solo pod. That's right, no referees today, or aka uh, the Houston incarnate Bach Lesnar, uh, as we are trying to workshop his new name. Uh, he is not here today. He's actually going to do some bonus content episodes with our Patreon fan, Alex, who is going to be helping him out, maybe doing a Fast and Furious reaction video. That's right. Uh, because I told him I had never done Fast and Furious, I never watched any of them. I think he's going to sit down with Alex, watch the first one, and then break it down and make it some Patreon content. So, because he's doing that, I am doing an emergency episode. That's right. Woo, 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 woo. I just decided that that is our emergency video music. Now, but we're going to be, be doing an emergency episode on Juju Smith Schuster signing a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have our wide receiver, too. And we have our third or fourth option on this beautiful offense. I'm going to break down why I love Juju Smith-Schuster. Spoiler alert, someone on this podcast does not like Juju Smith-Schuster. And yep, that's not me. So next week when Reese and I are back, we will then break down the debate of Juju Smith-Schuster and whether it is beneficial to our team. Or maybe we could have gone another direction. Uh, but for now, I'm, I'm going to give you the pro-Juju Smith-Schuster arguments because I am so pumped to have him on our team. But before I talk about Juju, I want to talk about Found City Sports Media. You can find us on all social media platforms. We're talking Twitter at Fountain City Sports Media. We're talking TikTok at Fountain City Sports Media. We're talking Instagram at Fountain City SM. We're talking Facebook. We got everything. Not only do we have those platforms, but we also have Patreon. This season, that's right, season three, we're going to be talking more about having you all donate on Patreon if you can. So we're asking people if you can donate $2 a month, right? You just sign up. It's just like you do Netflix, just like you do Hulu, just like you do HBO Max. We're hoping that you all sign up. Only pay $2 a month, which is nothing. You spend 20 times that per month on Starbucks, on who knows what else you're spending it on, but two bucks a month is nothing. And Reese and I are giving you content, so much content. In fact, we're giving you two episodes this week. So we're so excited to give you that content. Content. We just hope that you can also help us out. Donate only $2 a month. I can really help Found City Sports Media expand our brand. We already have people in the industry that have recognized us there in Kansas City when it comes to Kansas City Sports. Of course, people in the Kansas City craft beer industry have, have recognized us. Uh, Reese is at the best craft beer place in Kansas City in Boulevard Brewing. Uh, we've also met people from Service Brewing, people from KC Beer, people from Weldworks where I used to work. We are definitely making a name for ourselves and just would love some more exposure, love some more marketing, but we could only do that with your help so please consider donating at patreon.com forward slash fcsm and if you can't find it there just type in in google patreon.com fountain city sports media and you can find us there we'd really appreciate your help so like i said it's just me today um, I have a day off here. I am doing an opera with Tri-Cities Opera in Binghamton, New York. Uh, we were doing Cinderella by Rossini, which has been a lot of fun. So I am here 
posted up at a Red Roof Inn. I got my recording equipment. I got my Juju Smith Schuster equipment right now, and everything is going to be awesome. I've already hit up a couple of breweries, actually. Right across the street is a mall that um, is definitely was hopping in like the 80s. You can totally tell. I walked in there, got a haircut, kind of gambled on that haircut, but actually it was a great haircut. Shout out to Jolie's Hair Studio in Binghamton, New York. Um, so I'm walking around the <laughs> the the um, mall before I get my hair cut and there's an arcade in there and I'm like what in the world and it's half open half closed so you got like you got you got your Jurassic Park you got your um uh, what did they even have? They have like NBA on on NBC, which is one of our favorites. I got a bunch of ping pong tables, and on the other half of the arcade, they have just like just like abandoned arcade games. And then within the abandoned arcade games, to the corner of that side of the of the arcade, are just like thirty to forty like hidden arcade games that are all jumbled up together, like unplugged in. I'm just like, there's so much potential for this arcade in this random uh, random mall. Um, so that was interesting. But actually right next to it is this really nice craft beer place called, um, called Beer Tree, which I really enjoyed. I had an amazing Pilsner as well as I believe I had their just uh, single hazy IPA, which was wonderful. Um, not only that, but I ventured downtown today as well. Uh, I went to It's Just Called Craft. Um, sorry, it's not like It's Just Called Craft, like some like TV, like trying to buy stuff on TV, but it, it was just called comma craft. And within craft, I had Sloop Brewing Company's uh, Hazy IPA Juice Bomb, which was amazing. Very, very good. And then I strolled over to Dos Santos Tacos right next to it. Had a nice Modelo. And now I'm back here having a lovely time ready for this episode to begin. So shout out for being in Tim for being a great host here. Uh, wonderful city. Uh, maybe not the greatest mall, but they're definitely trying. And you know who else is trying? That's right. The Kansas City Chiefs are trying to contend with this crazy AFC West. Devontae Adams going to the Raiders? Are you kidding me? Recently, I haven't talked about this, but we'll definitely talk about it for next week, but maybe I'll give you a little sneak preview. Look, even though the Raiders are not the greatest with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr is the is the least, or should I say, the worst quarterback in the AFC West, he has an amazing arsenal to his disposal. Disposal. So they have, of course... Darren Waller, who has been there for a long time, probably the second best tight end in the NFL right now. Uh, of course, he had some injuries last year, but the body size, the speed, everything he can he can be doing, Darren Waller is the guy. So you got your number two wide receiver in the NFL now matched up with the number one wide receiver in the NFL. It's safe to say that Devontae Adams is a stud, no matter with Aaron Rodgers or without Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't matter who he is with. He has the talent. He has the size. He has the capability. He did well with Jordan Love. It's not like, you know, Aaron Rodgers was the only reason why Devontae Adams is good. Devontae Adams is clearly the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So now the AFC West has the number one wide receiver in the, in the NFL. And they and the Raiders also have the second best tight end in the NFL, along with Josh Jacobs, along with most improved player of the year, Hunter Renfro. I mean, that is a great offensive core. I don't care that Derek Carr is their is their quarterback. That is a very good football team. 
And the issue with the AFC West for the Kansas City Chiefs is not necessarily that maybe these teams are better than Kansas City. It's just that Kansas City is going to play these guys six times every year. That's a lot of games, a lot of implications there, um, a lot of fatigue for the Kansas City Chiefs. So even though we may be the better team, if we have to face Denver, followed by the Raiders, followed by the Chargers, you know, any given week or any given string of weeks, that is going to be very detrimental to the Kansas City Chiefs, where you see someone like the Bills that maybe they don't have the better roster, but they have the better schedule. And strength of schedule matters when it comes to the NFL. Look at the look at the Tennessee Titans. Were the Tennessee Titans the best team in the AFC last year? I don't think so. But because they had such a great schedule, because they were able to make a conglomerate of running backs that could help out when Derrick Henry was not there. It was huge for that team. So strength of schedule matters a lot. That bye week matters a lot. And I don't know if we're even going to get close to that in Kansas City next year. Well, if I just drop my mic, it is back up. Sorry if you heard a thud. Don't worry. Everything is okay. But yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have a rough going next year, no matter what. We got a great team, but holy moly, the Raiders have a good team, the Broncos have a great team, and the Chargers have arguably the best team in the AFC West. So boy, is it going to be hard. Um, I was very nervous before the Juju Smith-Schuster signing. I was like, oh my goodness, JC Jackson's here. Uh, The Raiders still have Max Crosby. Uh, Khalil Mack is now in our division. Um, all these other guys coming in here. Chandler Jones is in the division. Like, oh my goodness, do you really think, you know, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill are just going to bulldoze six out of these six games? I don't think so. So having another guy would be so beneficial for this team. And Brett Veach answered the call. That's right. Oh no, the article I was about to open up, I just deleted while I, while I looked it up. Give me one second. Okay, we are back. My articles are back up. So according to ESPN and NFL Media, Juju Smith-Schuster has signed a one-year $10.75 million deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. But Kansas City, here's point number one. It's actually a lot cheaper than you think, and it honestly is an amazing value and a great deal. So I'm going to go further into this article. The deal actually only has a base value of $3.25 million per a source with knowledge with this, um, according to NBC Sports. And of that amount, only $2.49 million is fully guaranteed. So he gets a signing bonus of $1.4 million and a fully guaranteed base salary of only $1 million. The rest of the base package comes after the workout and pregame roster bonuses. So he gets thirty grand per game up to uh, over a half million dollars per game so the deal includes 7.5 million dollars in incentives at least 2 million of which hinge on the Chiefs at least getting to the AFC championship so look this is not 10 million dollars 11 million dollars up front there is a lot of incentives on this deal so this is a great value for the Kansas City Chiefs I'm wondering if we would have got a comparable player like Allen Robinson or someone like Julio Jones that would have been far more than this deal. Like I said, base value is only $3.2 million per year. You think we were going to get Allen Robinson for $3.2 million a year? I don't think so. You think we're going to get Julio Jones for $3.2 million a year? I don't think so. So this is an incredible value for someone that is not even going to be our first target. 
Julio Jones is a is a number one target type of guy. Allen Robinson is a number one target type of guy. But guess what? We got Tyreek Hill out there. We got Travis Kelsey out there, who, although a tight end, puts up wide receiver stats, if not better than most wide receiver stats. So we got two options out there. Juju Smith-Schuster is realistically our third option. So if you're telling me that you would rather have an Allen Robinson or a Julio Jones as your number three target, fine. But are you willing to pay more than $3.25 million for that asset? I don't know if you are. For a wide receiver number three, are you really willing to spend more than that? I don't think so. So this is a huge benefit for Kansas City to get Juju Smith-Schuster at $3.2 million. By the way, Juju Smith-Schuster is four months younger than Christian Kirk. People forget that Juju came into this league very young and was successful at a very young age with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So people think, oh, he's he's nearing 30. He's past 30. He's 25 freaking years old, and we're getting him for $3.25 million with maybe some injury risk where people are saying the biggest risk is his TikTok account. Are you kidding me? This is such a great value for Juju Smith-Schuster as a number three option on a Super Bowl team. I mean, I can't believe this deal. I am over the moon about this deal just on the value alone. We're not expecting him to be a pro bowler. We're not expecting him to even be the second option on this team. He may be the fourth option on this team if CEH and McKinnon find this perfect mesh together or even McCole Hardman becomes this, what we've talked about on the podcast, a Debo Samuel role on this Kansas City Chiefs offense. So he may even be the fourth option on this team. $3.2 million for a guy like this? Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Okay, so why did Juju Smith-Schuster choose this team? Well, he just did an interview, and I'll quote him right here. You come into a team... Oh, sorry, quote. You've come into a team where they've got guys who can stretch the field. Guys that have been doing it here for quite some time. And for me, I made the decision to come here to win. I am all about winning. I am all about what I can do to help this team and produce. This year... You'll see that. You'll see, obviously, they have Tyreek, Travis, McColl, and all those guys. They still make their plays. And the plays that I do get, I'll want to make them too. Like I said, I'm here to win. Okay, so my second argument. Juju Smith-Schuster knows his role. I don't care what drama you think he's going to bring to this team. He understands what this team is. We've brought players in that have had prior drama, and it really did not affect the team. I don't want to go too into it because a lot of it is a very touchy subject, but even someone like Frank Clark. right? Did Frank Clark's issues in the offseason really affect the actual season? I don't know. I'm saying team as a whole. It might have affected Frank Clark's uh, like productivity on the field, but there's a lot of factors within that. Maybe not the best argument. I could have picked a better one. But look, was everyone worried about Frank Clark every single week and it was it affecting their play? I don't think so. I mean, towards the end of the season, they were really locked and loaded. Frank, Frank Clark even did well towards the end of the season, which we loved. So like I said, something like an issue like TikTok or social media or trying to you know be the diva on the team um 
didn't really seem to bother the Kansas City Chiefs with prior players. Look at Josh Gordon. Look at all the drama that he had in the Cleveland Browns. Very, very, very limited drama, if any, when he came to the Kansas City Chiefs. I already brought up Frank Clark. Um, I don't know. Look at the Tyreek Hill turnaround. Again, don't need to get into details about Tyreek Hill, but I mean, since they had addressed the issue and talked to, to Tyree Kill. He's had unbelievable seasons since then. Even Travis Kelsey. Even Travis Kelsey, you know, was a big issue to start. He was kind of a hothead for those first couple seasons. And Travis Kelsey really got his act together. So we have an incredible locker room. I doubt anything that Juju Smith-Schuster brings to this locker room is going to be negative or be a cancer to the team. I heavily, heavily doubt that. Okay, continuing on. Another couple of quotes from Juju that we love in Kansas City. Number one, talking about TikTok, he was asked, Juju, he asked about his TikTok dances. He says, quote, do I see myself doing that here? I'm here to work. I came here to win. That's right. So his attitude of TikTok has changed. He understands what happened in the locker room in Pittsburgh, and I don't think that's going to be able to happen here in Kansas City. We love Mike Tomlin as a coach, but sometimes he lets his players slide. He let Juju slide. He let uh, Antonio Brown slide. Even some things that Chase Claypool said, you know, they let them slide as well. There wasn't a lot of accountability there. There's a lot of accountability here in Kansas City. Um, again, a Super Bowl team. When Juju was on the team, there was not a lot of Super Bowls happening in Pittsburgh. There's a lot happening here in Kansas City. So the so the the uh, what do I want to say? The eyeglass is right on Juju Smith Schuster. The microscope is right on Juju Smith Schuster when he comes here to Kansas City. I really think all those issues are going to be eradicated. Maybe we'll see it here and there, but it's really again not going to be a huge issue in this locker room. Loving this signing. And last but not least, a quote from Juju Smith Schuster. He's only been here for 24 hours, and guess what? He said, quote. I just had Q39. It was really good. So he's even embracing the town. Already has barbecue from Q39, one of the best places in Kansas City. Shout out Q39. Probably some of the best pulled pork that I've ever had. Uh, love me some Q39. Juju Smith Schuster loves his Q39. This is really awesome. Again, a huge fan of Juju Smith-Schuster. Now let's break down his game. All right, so we talked about all the fun stuff, right? Like we, got, we got the fluff out of the way. Now let's get the meat and bones in the way. All right, so overall, this 25-year-old receiver has 323 career receptions for 3,855 yards and 26 touchdowns. Juju becomes the youngest player in league history, sur surpassing even Pro Football Hall of Famer Randy Moss to reach 2,500 re career receiving yards only in his third season. So again, Juju is productive and Juju is arguably one of the best young receivers in NFL history. Oh, by the way, like I said, a wide receiver three in Kansas City. Uh, for example, his rookie year, 58 catches, 917 yards with seven touchdowns uh, as a rookie before truly breaking out, honestly, uh, when he had 111 receptions, 1,400 yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, when in 2018, the year afterward, when he was a pro bowler, then he had some injuries. Uh, but in 2020, he bounced back. He was ranked ninth in the NFL receptions with 97, racking 831 yards and a career most nine touchdowns. Um, and then last year, some struggles as well. But I mean, we all know the struggles with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers when it came to receiving. 
It really had to do with Big Ben. And you can go back to the film. Actually, all of you Juju haters, go back to the film and watch Juju Smith-Schuster, his footwork, the way he's able to beat corners, the way he's able to beat safeties, and just didn't get the ball. Or he got the ball, but it was overthrown, underthrown, in the wrong direction. I mean, look. We all know, we can all agree, Ben was not good last year. Ben Roethlisberger was atrocious. But Juju Smith-Schuster still showed signs of promise. Still showed that he can beat his defender. I mean, I was looking through videos with the Packers, looking through video with us, looking through videos, uh, let's see, I'm looking right now at a game they play with the Cowboys. He just has incredible speed. Incredible speed. That's one knock on him that I've heard, but... I'm sorry, go back to the tape. Go back to the tape. A lot of times, because he was Ben Roethlisberger's receiver, we don't see huge plays from Juju, and it's not his fault because, one, Ben Roethlisberger's offensive line was awful, and Ben had to get the ball off very quickly. Two, Ben couldn't throw the long ball as as much as he could, so Mike Tomlin made these plays so that Ben can get the ball off quickly and doesn't have to look around the field and doesn't have to throw the long ball. So Juju Smith-Schuster is hurt if you look at some of that film. But when you look at the film, he's still beating these defenders that are playing press man, right? Which we're still going to see a lot of press man against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, And we haven't seen a lot of this long ball action that we know Juju can do just from him beating the receivers in a lot of these films that I'm watching, So look, he's got the speed, even though he doesn't have the numbers, I want you to go back to the film. Go back and look at him beating his defenders and producing in these plays. There's also one against the Browns that he has that's a 97-yard reception, just blows by some of these top corners. Uh, Actually, no, I'm sorry, he didn't play the Browns. Let me look at this one more time. He's playing the Broncos. Look, he's playing the Broncos against a really good secondary with the Broncos. Has that 97-yard reception, um, and his footwork just looks amazing. Uh, His hands are awesome. Also, a thing in Kansas City that we needed to address, right? Uh, Running, uh, sorry, wide receivers that drop the ball are very frequent in Kansas City, and Juju does not drop the ball. He's got some great footwork, and he's got some great hands. So those are just two things that I've brought up, right? Footwork, hands. Now let's talk size. Juju Smith-Schuster is 6'1", 215 pounds, and plays like a very big-bodied wide receiver using his strengths and all facets, facets of this game. He is in the 97th percentile of his hand size, along with the 74th percentile in arm length. So look, he's a big guy, but he's also got huge hands and he's got some great arms. So we, this is the perfect, this is the perfect wide receiver that Kansas City could get, right? I I didn't want no Jahan Dotson from Penn State that everyone keeps talking about because Jahan was short. We'd have three fast wide receivers. Fine. We have Travis Kelsey, McCole Harmon. Why do we need another small, short, fast wide receiver? We need a big-bodied wide receiver that can go one-on-one with some of these top cornerbacks that are in not only our conference but in our division. I mean, we need someone to go one-on-one in an island with J.C. Jackson one-on-one in an island with Patrick Sertan. 
You know, these are these are big issues that we could not solve in Kansas City. There's a reason why you see a lot of circus plays with Andy Reid. You know why? Because you don't have anyone to go one-on-one in a Patrick Mahomes offense. In fact, when was the last time that we had a one-on-one receiver? Some would say Sammy Watkins, but did we see a lot of one-on-one islands with Sammy Watkins? I don't think so. After that, the only one-on-one receivers that I saw was <laughs> Daryl Williams going one-on-one uh, with Raiders defenders when we played the Raiders. The only time that I've seen a one-on-one play the entire year of 2021. So it's going to be incredible to see Juju Smith-Schuster with the size in the red zone that we don't have to do these shovel passes to Tyreek Hill nine out of ten times, and I'm not exaggerating. Go back to the film, and you'll see we were doing these shovel plays, these circus plays, eight to nine out of ten times in the red zone. Now we can divvy it up. You don't got to do one-on-one with Tyreek Hill. You don't have to do one-on-one with Tyreek with uh, Travis Kelsey. Now you got Juju Smith-Schuster. You got someone double-teaming. Tyreek Kill, you got someone double teaming Travis Kelsey. That's going to leave an easy island, a throw up pass for Patrick Mahomes to Juju Smith Schuster. And I'm really looking forward to that because of his size, his hand size, and his arm length. So those are the three primary reasons why Juju Smith Schuster is going to be a success on this team. And guess what? If he's not, fine, that was $3 million. Just $3 million. And fine, he's wide receiver number three, okay? Again, this is not a gamble. This is not a putting all your chips in there. Brett Veach has made two incredible signings in Justin Reed and Juju Smith-Schuster because he's not breaking the bank. Everyone in the AFC West is breaking the bank for these top stars. Well, we get two really good stars, one pro bowler in Juju Smith-Schuster and one potential pro bowler in Justin Reed, who is just a bona fide safety, plays free safety, incredibly athletic, incredibly speedy as well. I mean, this team is on a such a good trajectory of having young athletic players that will surround Patrick Mahomes and could be around Patrick Mahomes for years to come. Now, not only that, but now this allows Brett Veach to really spend the bank on someone else, maybe an edge rusher, maybe another safety, maybe a cornerback. But now we can focus our time on things that we, that really matter. And to me, number one is that pass rusher. I am praying that we don't spend a first-round draft pick on pass rusher, and Brett Feach goes, that solves it. I hope he actually spends money on a pass rusher, someone that is comparable to a to a Tyron Matthew, uh, obviously different positions, but Tyron Matthew in name and market, uh, someone that's a bona fide player that can be a defensive leader and that can make plays. Uh, because, man, if we got a bona fide pass rusher, we still have Melvin Ingram, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, This defense is ready and prepared for this juggernaut of an AFC West. And this signing of Juju Smith-Schuster allows for that, right? The Chiefs are still in play. The Chargers, they have no cards left. The Raiders, no cards left. The Broncos, no cards left. So Kansas City is just waiting for all these guys to be overpaid and then we can get true value for a stud at hopefully edge, if not someone at cornerback or the safety position. Oh boy, man, I've talked about a lot today. Man, I am fired up. Juju Smith-Schuster is the answer, is the future at wide receiver number two. He may have potential wide receiver number one 
uh, productivity here on the Kansas City Chiefs, but we're going to wait and see. This has been a quick minute by Hot Take Mondo. Uh, if you have a rebuttal, maybe you like what I've said, please give us a, a five-star review or or fine, give us a one-star review. Give us something on Apple Music, on, on, on Spotify. Give us any review you can because, boy, this has been fun for me. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more content. You're going to you're, you're gonna want to hear referees and Alex talk about Fast and Furious. I know I am. Uh, I actually have some time. Maybe I'll watch some Fast and Furious tonight. We'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, but anyway, like I said, uh, give us a shout out on social media. Like us on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, like our TikTok videos. And of course, uh, consider donating only $2 a month on Patreon. This is Hot Take Mondo. We'll see you next week. We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash FCSM to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews. Check out our website at fountaincitysportsmedia.com for more info on the podcast, social media, and of course, the goings-on in the beer industry. Special thanks to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for providing our intro and outro themes. And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media. 